Okay, hi everybody, and um, welcome to Facebook Live. Today is Thursday, October 6th. I hope everybody is uh, doing okay. I think in Baltimore and probably a lot of the it finally stopped raining. It's been raining a little bit on the chilly side, and I hope our friends down in Florida and Carolinas and everywhere else are doing okay. Um, I know some areas got hit terribly. A good friend of mine, Derek, just moved down to Naples, and he got there yesterday and said where he is, it looks good, the roads are fine, the post office is open, power is on, so hopefully things are getting a, a little better. I know um, for a lot of people who had terrible losses and a lot of destruction, it's going to take months to get back to normal, but uh, hopefully we're making a step in that direction. Um, I also wanted to um, remind everybody, it's amazing how time flies, and uh, somewhat on a personal note, but I think it's on a note for all of us that um, on October 5th, yesterday, was the 11th anniversary of the passing of Steve Jobs. Steve passed away from pancreatic cancer and neuroendocrine tumor on October 5th, 2011. And, you know, we all are living with the changes that Steve brought, uh, whether the things we take for granted, like the iPhone or the iPad, or the whole a lot of the web stuff whether it's if you're an iWatch person whatever uh, all of that stuff was developed not by Steve obviously alone he had 150,000 helpers but the vision the mentorship the intensity uh, was all Steve and um, I, I did have uh, some I did have relationships with Steve and um, you know I, I can never say anything, uh, but just it was a wonderful, uh, wonderful relationship and just an amazing, amazing person. And uh, it's sad that he passed away far earlier than his time, obviously. Second thing is those of you who were Jewish, yesterday was Yom Kippur, the holiest day of the year, the Day of Atonement. And so hopefully everybody, uh, you know, prayed for a healthy year, a happy year safe year um, so those are the things we all hope for and uh, and then also um, I guess I can't resist and I won't uh, tell you who told the joke but I can't resist uh, this one joke I heard so uh, synagogue joke so you know it has to be in good taste but there was this couple and they were um, celebrating their 40th wedding anniversary Abe and Sarah they were both 60 years old. I got married when they were both 20. And uh, now is their 60th birthday as well as their anniversary. So uh, God decided to reward them. They were good people and sent an angel down uh, to give them each one wish. So there they are and an angel comes and says, I'm an angel and I'm here to reward each of you one wish. And so woman goes first and she says you know I always wanted to go on a first-class trip you know we're well you know we're, we're okay but we couldn't afford to go first class so the the angel boom and there in her hand are two tickets to the Ritz-Carlton Miami Beach first-class airline tickets on United or whatever airline you're gonna take and all expenses paid just fantastic and then the angel goes to the man, Abe, Abe, what would you wish for? 
Abe, who's 60, his wife is 60, says, you know, if I had one wish, I'd be married to a woman who was 30 years younger than me. And Angel goes, poof, and he made Abe into a 90-year-old. <laughs> okay, got it. I don't want to kill the joke. I probably killed it by laughing, but it makes the point. Be careful what you wish for, okay? Anyway, so um, you wish for me to start talking about CT of the liver, malignant tumors. We spoke last week about benign tumors. Malignant tumors obviously is something we, we look at all the time. We look at them either as part of a workup, rule out malignancy, staging malignancy, let's say colon cancer, patient with elevated liver functions, rule out a primary hepatic mass. So if you think about it, the big categories of primary liver tumors, I think hepatoma, I think cholangiocarcinoma. You could have other things, um, you know, uh, unusual tumors of the liver, different sarcomas, for example, but typically we're in the hepatoma and we're in the metastasis category. Mets are obviously more. We'll talk about both of them. Um, we also talk about the kinds of meds we get. But let's think about primary tumors first. Hepatoma, more common in patients so cirrhotic. So if you see a nodular liver and you see any mass, particularly if it's vascular, you've got to be thinking hepatoma. Hepatomas can be small or they can be large. They're typically hypervascular, but they don't need to be. If you're looking to rule out hepatoma, you want dual phase imaging, arterial and venous. Some people will get delayed. But arterial and venous, because some tumors are shown best in arterial phase, some tumors are shown better in venous phase. Uh, it also helps you distinguish what the tumor is. Uh, but the neovascularity using MIP imaging, typically hepatomas have neovascularity. That makes it easy to, easier to recognize. We talk about the whole uh, pattern of tumor. We talk about solitary versus multiple. We talk about invasion. Does it involve the portal vein? What about the hepatic arteries? Can the tumor be resected or not? That becomes very important um, in, in the scheme of things. So we'll look at all of that with dual phase imaging and with 3D mapping. Cholangiocarcinomas are the second tumor we think about. Now cholangios typically are relatively hypovascular. They're more likely in the center of the liver causing ductal obstruction. So epitomas, even when they're large, it's atypical for them to obstruct the ducts. Cholangios commonly obstruct the ducts. They often arise from the ducts. So we need to look at that very carefully. Can be infiltrating along the hilum. Sometimes cholangios are better seen on late phase imaging. Sometimes they're infiltrating and they're small. Uh, but if you see ductilitation and um, thickening of the duct, you've got to be thinking cholangio. Yes, sclerosing cholangitis can be something to think about. The ducts branch, but when you start seeing a soft tissue mass, particularly a hypovascular mass, you've got to be thinking cholangiocarcinoma. There's a spectrum of things. Cholangio at times can be vascular. Cholangio at times can look very much like hepatoma, but the dilated duct thing is a very helpful thing. You don't see dilated ducts all that commonly in primary hepatocellular carcinoma. Obviously, we talk about things like hepatic adenoma, which are pre-malignant or malignant, in that hepatic adenoma to hepatoma spectrum. They're the vascular, irregular vessels. Um, so sometimes it really looks like hepatoma. Sometimes it doesn't, and only after biopsy or other studies can you make can you make the diagnosis. So a very important diagnosis to be able to make. We then speak about METs. METs are more common. 
uh, mesovascular or hypovascular typically. Uh, the best thing I can think of for hypo is colon cancer. Colon cancer meds are better seen on venous phase imaging. Can be small, can be large, can be single, can be multiple. Vascular lesions, I gotta think about a neuroendocrine tumor, carcinoid tumor, small bowel, carcinoid duodenum, carcinoid in the mesentery. Any neuroendocrine tumor can be hypervascular. The metastasis are typically best seen in arterial phase imaging. They wash out, but still typically can be seen in venous phase, but not always. The key is hypervascular. That's really the key for talking about neuroendocrine tumors. They're typically just vascular when they metastasize to the liver. Remember, most neuroendocrine tumors, the primary tumor itself is vascular. We talk about many different lesions. Renal cell could also be vascular. Talk about lung cancer to liver, hypovascular. The lesions can be solid or can be cystic. They can be cystic and be confused with the liver abscess. They can be single or they can be multiple. When you look at the liver, you also look at the port of hepatitis. Some tumors like colon cancer, right? Colon cancer has not only um, the liver lesions, but has nodes in the portal cable space. Now, one thing we also will look at very carefully, and I had a few cases recently, is looking at the gallbladder. Now, the gallbladder could be distended in METs or in primary tumors, uh, in part because of obstruction of the biliary system, local ascites, and the like. One thing is you can get gallbladder cancer. Gallbladder cancer is typically older patients. It can be a polypoid-like lesion or can be an invasive lesion. Invasive lesions can be very aggressive off the edge of the the gallbladder growing into the liver to the point that it looks like a primary tumor of the liver. So you got to be thinking where's the epicenter? Gallbladder cancer can invade the liver directly. They're aggressive tumors. Again, if they pick the blade, they're invariably invading but can be confused with a primary uh, liver mass like a hepatoma, rarely cholangio. Again, nodal disease in the port of hepatitis is common with um, cholangio but also common with gallbladder cancer. In terms of uh, protocols, as I said, you wanna really look at delivery any dual phase. There's no doubt about it. If you're looking for colon mets, it's still better to do dual phase, at least on your initial study. Sometimes it helps you pick up very tiny lesions, which look cystic, which can be confused with a benign cyst. Again, a very good way to go. Um, now, in terms of looking at the liver, uh, again, uh, in terms of contrast, IV is mandatory. 100 to 120 cc's, injecting four to five cc's a second is what you want to do. You want to use narrow windows. You want to use thin sections. You want to use multiplanar, and 3D works very nicely. Now, there are a few questions people have besides John saying hi from home. John's on a homecation, I guess, from Manavirdra. If involving both liver and gallbladder, which is more likely gallbladder cancer invading or hepatic cholangio involving the gallbladder? I know it's a good question. Um, I think hyalocholangios typically don't bother me in terms of the gallbladder. I think you can see them come near the gallbladder, but I typically uh, am okay. I think it's more common to see gallbladder cancer invade the liver. Now, sometimes gallbladder cancers are very small. Remember, they're often picked up as incidental findings at pathology when the surgeon just removes the gallbladder and finds nothing. 
but we've been seeing a lot more of these tumors lately. They can be very large, they can be aggressive, and if you were at my last Wednesday conference, you would have seen some really nice examples. Direct extension into the liver. And I've seen patients present at pancreatic cancer conference because the gallbladder cancer often will have um, big nodes in the portal cable space, and that sometimes gets confused with pancreatic cancer, and it's simply enlarged nodes. So if you're looking at gallbladder cancer, I think of all of them, gallbladder cancer is the one to give me the largest portal cable nodes. So that indeed can be very, very helpful in terms of being able to make the diagnosis. Um, 3D imaging, I think, works very well with liver masses. MIP imaging is particularly good for looking at the vascularity and any neovascularity. Volume rendering and cinematic rendering are really good for looking at the masses as well as the vasculature, really showing you particularly local invasion, being good for surgical planning and the like. So those are some of the things about malignant tumors. I didn't mention some of the rare malignant tumors. Angiosarcoma can be very vascular. We talk about um, different types of sarcomas that can involve the liver. We talk about in the old days angiosarcoma secondary thoracitis. We don't see that anymore. Patients have all passed away. and. We haven't used Thoratrest since the 40s, so there's nobody left to have a problem. But again, um, it's something that I think a very important part of CT is the success in the liver. So rapid injection of contrast, dual phase imaging, multiplanar at a minimum, 3D would be very valuable. Look at the MIP, look for neovascularity, look for vascular processes, some of the pitfalls distinguishing the various tumors, and even pancreatic lesions, which can simulate tumor, uh, surely in the port of hepatitis. Know the limitations. If you're not certain the times, MRI is the best thing to do. Occasionally, PET can be helpful. MRI is probably a good uh, thing to do in select cases in that regard. So with that, if no one has any further questions, I'll say hi there to Mufik, and uh, I'll wish everybody a great day, and I'll see you later.